Hello, and welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling, and I'm here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm so excited to talk about this episode because, A, I feel like it teaches good family values, and B, gives me flashbacks to my emotional childhood trauma. (laughs) I can't wait to get into that. I'm really, really pumped about this episode. Like, I had... Now, the pilot is is good. Like, we discussed it. The pilot's pretty good. But I have to say that episode two, I really feel like it found its groove. And, like, it just... It hooked me right in. Like, I watched this twice. I think we've talked about this before. Like, we watch kind of once without taking notes just to get the feel. And then I watched it a second time just to kind of be able to take notes and everything. And I was really looking forward to the second watch. Yeah, it had, like, a lot of good uh, a lot of good parts to it. It had, it gave you, like, the warm fuzzies, you know? Yes. Yes, definitely. So uh, we're here talking about season one, episode two of Boy Meets World. If you're new, hi, how are you? Welcome to our podcast. Uh, If you haven't listened to the first episode, go back and listen to that one first. Yeah, please go back. (laughs) Like, don't start at two, start at one, please. Exactly. Start from the beginning, like the proper very beginning. Yeah. Um, And this episode is on the fence. On the fence. uh, Yes, yes. Um, Why don't we get right into it? I loved this episode. Yeah, it's really cute. So, um, we're starting at the lunchroom again, right? Right. So, I feel like it's inter- like it's crazy that they start in the same like the same spot both episodes, both first and second episode, and it's kind of like a conversation between Sean who does he have a name yet? Did they no, say Sean? No name. Yet? <laughs> we still don't know who this mystery person is. All we know is that he may like He's not even, like, Corey's best friend. He's just Corey's, like, friend at the lunchroom. And in this episode, he's, like, kind of a crummy friend, but, like, that's okay. Yeah, I don't really blame him, but we'll get into that later. Like, basically, there's there's uh, Corey and then unknown named at the time, Sean. And then there's this other random kid who replaces fake friend from episode one. Yeah, fake friend two. We're in it again. So mm-hmm. fake, fr- fake friend two is not Sandlot fake friend it's um i don't know who this little boy is but he's really cute really sassy um do you have like a preference between i think we're going to um like rank the fake friends but do you have a preference between sandlot fake friend and the new fake friend well, I do love, like, the the first fake friend because I did recently watch Sandlot and he plays Squints, who's one of my favorite characters in that movie. I do feel like fake friend two has more sass. And not Definitely. only that, I feel like he has better fashion sense, which we'll get into later in, like, the fashion <laughs> yes, hour. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. But he is above, he is above fake friend one. So, okay. like, I guess we could call fake friend one Squints because that's Squints. his name in Sandlot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then this guy, this little guy is, like, to be determined. Or he could yeah, be, like, maybe sassafras. Like, I was going to say, like, what about, like, um, like, water gun friend or something? Because this is, like, the water gun episode. Okay. Like, he could yeah. be, like, water gun. And he has the biggest water gun. No, yes. he doesn't. Well, well no, Minkus. To, okay, well, okay. Yes. Minkus has the biggest But we don't know who Minkus is. <laughs> right. So the, the kids are all discussing, like, oh, what superhero would you want to be your dad? Which I think is a weird question to begin with, because wouldn't you be discussing, like, what superhero you'd want to be? <laughs> 
I know, I know. But when I was a kid, I had like a really weird fascination with Robin Williams. And I remember at times <laughs> I wish Robin Williams was my dad. So maybe it's just oh. like something that kids do. Um, yeah. I wanted to share who my superhero Zaddy was. Oh, yes, please do share. So it has to be a tie between Henry Cavill as Superman, mm, mm-hmm, especially mm-hmm. when he got like rugged and with the beard and I, the chest hair and the chest hair. He's definitely mm-hmm. like my number one superhero Zaddy. And then okay. like you have to give a shout out to Jason Momoa because he is he's hot. He really, really is. <sighs> See, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like Jason Momoa got ruined for me in two different ways. One way was the fact that, like, there was a guy on season 21 of Big Brother who looked like him, and he was a horrible person. We don't oh, have to get into right. it. Right. So sucks. we're exposing ourselves as, like, reality TV superstars. Uh, super oh, yes. Yeah. Well, super, yeah. well we superstars are superstars. Well. Yeah. But Obviously. super fans. So, yeah. Like, guys, you know, the cat's out of the bag. We're not cool. We're, like, really big reality TV nerds, but that's neither here nor there. And yeah, don't so judge us might, for it. We we might dabble in that a little bit in terms of yeah. our references, but yeah. for sure he got ruined as a result of that Jack guy who sucks. But also, I don't know if you ever saw that. Was it a Super Bowl commercial? Did you see that one where it's Jason Momoa and like I don't <gasps> know what it was, oh. but he like yes, he like takes off his muscles and like his hair and he's like bald and really scrawny. Do you remember that? No. Yeah. Oh. It's gross. It's not okay. Okay. Well, he, I guess, I guess like now I just threw up a little and I don't want to think about that commercial ever again. So I'm going to stick and stay firm with Henry Cavill as Superman, as my superhero zaddy. So I'm going to say, and this goes back to when I was a teenager, which I feel like the people you have crushes on when you're teen, when you're a teenager, like tend to stick more than when you're an adult. And yeah. the the one that always comes back in my mind is from um what was that show? See now my mind is blinking. It's I think the guy's name was Tom Welling, and he played like the teenager version of Clark Kent, who like obviously eventually becomes. Oh, Superman. you're talking about um, Smallville. Smallville. Yes, I was obsessed with that show, and I was obsessed with Tom Welling because he was like tall, dark, handsome, mm-hmm. like all American. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like lived on a farm, like just like very, very like schoolboy, <laughs> boy next door yeah. levels. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't. I never watched Smallville, but I guess we both have a thing for Superman, which is like actually yes. very basic. And I'm it prob- is. I'm like kind of like upset with ourselves <laughs> that we're like oh my god I have all the superheroes be like Superman but well yeah I feel like if I like had to re-choose one nowadays maybe be somebody different like I'm in the middle of a Marvel I would say like watch slash rewatch because I haven't seen all of the films but yeah. I'm up we're doing them like in release date order and we're up to the Spider-Man one so like I guess it gets hard to say. Like, if I had to choose one of those characters, like, 100% easy for me to pick Hulk. And it has to be a Hulk. <laughs> no, and it has to. No, but how do you use Mark seen, Ruffalo? What's his name? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> yes, he is. Something about Are you him. joking? Like, okay, you know, no. forget. No, okay. Um, no, <laughs> Thor. 
Thor when his hair oh. got <laughs> shut the heck up. <laughs> You look like Mark Ruffalo. Oh because my! Mark Ruffalo is like he's like sensitive, and he has oh like anger issues. Get out. Okay, uh, let's move. Let's try to let's, move yeah, on. Yeah, we should move I'm on. disturbed. <laughs> so, so they're discussing what superhero they want to be their dad, and they're arguing. And like Corey lands on like Man of Steel, faster than a speeding bullet, Superman, and that's kind of like where he lands. And that you know they're all arguing. And like I don't even remember. I think one of them says Batman, right? Right. Yeah. One of them says Batman, and blah 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 blah. I mean, <laughs> but Corey lands on Superman, and mm-hmm. that's kind of the overarching theme in a bigger sense: is who right. is your superhero in life? Who's your mentor? Who do you look up to? Um, right. And it comes to a sweet ending where ultimately Corey says that his dad is his superhero. So cute. And we'll get into that a little bit later because I do have like not exactly like a bone to pick, but just like more questions. And I think what you'll find a lot in this podcast is like me personally, like I like to relate it to like we're in 2020. Like, how would this episode differ if it was on right now? Right. And I think that's something I'll bring up at the end when we get there because I have a question specifically about this episode and how different it would be in 2020. Okay. Um, but before we get there, we kind of get the central plot of the episode with a water gun fight. There's supposed to be this huge water war and, you know, the the new kid, the fake friend water gun kid, uh, pulls out this water gun. Sean pulls out a water gun. They're shooting it at our first Minkus sighting. Oh my Very god. Very exciting. Minkus is so cute. So Minkus you're going to see um, throughout the entire series. He kind of is also a main character. I mean, he does get a credit um, in the um, in the opener. And he mm-hmm. uh, has been since the pilot. And he's such a little dumpling. Like, he's so freaking cute, but like such a little dweebette. And I don't know, like, if my boyfriend and I had a kid, like, it would be Minkish, just this, like, blonde, <laughs> dorky, like, glasses kid. Like, this would be my child. Um, so, like, I kind of have, like, a soft spot for Minkus, but he's definitely a dweeb. And he gets, like, he's kind of obnoxious, but, I mean, they're 11-year-old boys. They're all kind of obnoxious. Yeah, and I don't really blame him, right? Because they're shooting him in the back of the head with a water gun. And so then he straight up just pulls out the the, the biggest water gun there out possibly Out of, like, a is. trombone case. <laughs> no, it's, um, what am I seeing? He must play, like, the tuba or something. Yeah, like, some giant, like, <laughs> musical instrument uh, case. Like, I mean, I want to know, like, was this custom made? Like, did he have, like, his, like, parents get it, like, built for him? Is it is it his tuba case? Like, what is this? Like, how does his giant water gun fit, like, into this case? I have a lot of questions about the water guns. And, uh, you yeah, know, each one yeah, is well, more impressive than the other. Yeah, and so then he basically was, like, threatening the new friend or fake friend or whatever with, like, I dare you. Like, I'll get you. And then, Mm -hmm. like, Corey's talking about, like, oh, look, I have a water balloon. And he goes to fill it up at the water fountain. And, like, he turns around and the entire cafeteria has water guns. (laughs) Yeah, like, Corey doesn't have a water gun, which is, like, part of the theme. 
But, um, yeah, but he's like, you don't need a water gun. You All you need is the simple water balloon, blah, blah, blah. And he, like, goes to fill it up at the water fountain. And, like, he gets drenched by all the kids in the cafeteria, which is, like, pretty much bullying, but whatever. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. And then, like, then Feeny strolls in. He's like, water fountains are not a toy. They're for drinking. Um, do you think... That in 2020, like, water fountains are, like, a thing of the past. Well, I remember (laughs) at my old company where I worked, and maybe we still had a water fountain, but, like, it had two functions, so you could drink out of it, like, a normal water fountain. Granted, the water went a lot higher up than I think this one did, but it also served as, like, a way to fill, like, a reusable water bottle. So you'd put your – it had, like, a Mm. sensor, and you'd put your water bottle under it, and then it would fill it up. And it even had a tracker that said, like, X amount of, like, plastic water bottles were saved or something as a result of, like, filling up. Yeah, so, like, I feel like schools would probably have that nowadays, No. Yeah, I would assume so. I don't mm-hmm. hang out in high schools. <laughs> a, kind so of creepy. Know. B, too much trauma once again. Yeah, so, there you go. <laughs> so, so Mr. Feeney takes a sip of the water, uh, out of the water fountain, and then we move straight into, well, it's the intro song, and, you know, we went over that last time. Um, and then we go straight into um, Corey's house where... Uh, the dad, Mr. Matthews, is coming home, says hi to the wife, and immediately has to get to work fixing the plumbing upstairs. Oh, uh, yes. So, actually, they did say his name this episode. So oh, we don't have Alan. Alan. So, he's not Dad Matthews anymore. He's Alan. So, I can call him by his proper name. Still have no idea what Mom Matthews' name is. Can't recall. I mean, I, I'm going to say that her name is, like, Beth. Or something. <laughs> I feel like I know what it is, but I won't. I won't say yeah. it just until we find out. But <laughs> can I just say? And I said this to my fiance earlier. I don't think this is a hot take. Maybe it is. Okay. So when I was a child, we've been over this, right? My like bay, my like crush was Sean. Obviously, as a child, Sean is very attractive. Sure. Can I just say, Mr. Matthews? Oh, something about him. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, I can see that. And once again, I think, like, I have a love of curly hair, which Mm. I think stemmed from uh, Ben Savage, actually. Mm -hmm. And, like, also going back to Survivor slightly, like, it continued with Ethan's on. So it's been, like, a, a reoccurring thing throughout my entire life. But, yeah, like, Alan's, like, looking, like, pretty good. I can't. Like, we'll get into it in the fashion talk later, but, like, he, something about him just does something for me. Like, he's just, like, fixing things. Like, he's sweet. Like, I can't. <laughs> I Yeah, I do really love the fact that uh, he is a handyman. I, I mm. do. There's something about this. So, his name is William Russ. So, William Russ, I don't know anything about, ooh, wait, <laughs> the the Boy Meets World wiki has, like, a really good, like, sexy photo of him. <gasps> what? <laughs> like, smoldering. Oh, uh, my God. Smoldering picture. <laughs> he, uh, oh, I'm, like, a little, a little, like, I'm, like, a, looking, uh, like, a little, like, thrown <laughs> off by this smoldering picture of him. Um, So, I'm trying to figure out, like, how old he was when this show aired to see like 
if he was like 35 oh, and we're just like I see the picture now 43 <laughs> we can like 43 year olds that's fine I feel like that's, that's like perfectly respectable normal. yeah that's fine so uh isn't that picture smoldering <laughs> It's like he's like, le- so basically for those obviously who aren't looking at this, he's like leaning up against what looks like a house or something. And he's or a wearing, shed. Like a shed. And he's wearing like a light blue button down, I don't know what kind of shirt that is. It's a collared shirt, but it looks more casual. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like a, a linen yeah, beachy shirt. Linen. That is it. Yes. Like a linen shirt. And he's like smoldering at the camera. Like he's like. I, yeah, it's, I can't, I have to look away from this, I'm distracted. <laughs> okay, I'm clicking off the wiki. <laughs> so, anyway, so beyond, like, him being a zaddy, which he is, because, yes, he is, um, basically he has to go fix things in the house, and it kind of sets things up where, like, even though we thought that Corey had AirPods last episode, it turns out <laughs> that, like, they, the family is, like, fine, like, they they're obviously fine. don't. They don't seem like they're poor by any means. They're, like, middle class, but obviously there are things that, like, need to be fixed around the house, so they're obviously not made of money. Right. Like, he is, Alan is a manager of a grocery store, and this is a Mm -hmm. reoccurring subject, actually, throughout the whole series. We'll get into this in a future episode, but there was a whole plot line about, um, about, basically, it's like a, like a, so, um, just like um a whole issue about prestige jobs in a bigger mm-hmm. like sociological sense um we'll get mm-hmm. into that in a future episode but um so yeah he's a manager of a grocery store and they are you know they're not made of money they like they struggle they um they choose to fix things on their own. They right. aren't like Minkus's parents that get custom water gun cases made for him. <laughs> um, they do have three kids. Like, I think that they're like a typical middle class, like suburban family. Um, right. Yeah, that may, and it makes sense. And so when Corey then, like, basically Corey comes into the kitchen and is, like, is, like, complimenting his mom. But his compliments are so weird. Like, he's, <laughs> like, oh, you look great, mom. What is that, a dress? And she's clearly wearing, like, like jeans and a, a top. cardigan. <laughs> at, like, yeah, a cardigan and, like, a blouse and, like, jeans with, like, a belt. Yeah, and it's like, she's like, well, I really love that sincere compliment, but, like, what do you want? Which is, like, honestly, it's, like, that's my tactic, too, whenever I want something. So, (laughs) A-plus, like, kid, like, um, begging. Right, and it was just, like, it's so funny because then, like, he's, like, sets up this whole scenario with, like, (laughs) oh, pretend that the living room is on fire. And, of course, you have Morgan, who's, again, like, we're seeing she's being used for comedic value because she's a young kid, so, like, they're not going to use her for a ton. Right. And she, like, she's, like, why? Why? Just being that, like, annoying, pestering younger sibling. And this is where I feel like this show differs from what it would be in 2020, he like straight up threatens to murder her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like pretty aggressive and like being like a real like creepy brother, like psychopath mm-hmm. brother. And yeah, he's like something like, um, well, why couldn't she? Why are her legs broken? And he's like, because she tripped over your dead body. <laughs> Which, like, I, I mean, I don't have a brother. Is, is this something that, like, a brother would say to his little sister? Has Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is, like, standard. But I feel like, and maybe 
See, I don't know. I feel like if it was my family, like my mom would just ignore it until one of us finally was like, Mom, Jeffrey's bing, 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 bing. Like, you know, that it gets into that territory. Then she'd be like, all right, enough. But like, I do feel like my mom would have let this slide as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think that Mom Matthews is that bothered by like these threats to her like poor five-year-old daughter. Like, she's just like, no. yeah, whatever. Like, you know. Listen, she's got stuff to do. She's cooking dinner. She's cooking dinner. <laughs> and, like, then he brings out, like, the Toys R Us um, catalog. Mm-hmm. Like, the Toys R Us Christmas catalog. And, like, this freaking <laughs> water gun he wants is $49.95, <gasps> which I kind of feel like is, in these days, it, that would be, like, an expensive water gun. Let me tell you, I did the math because I was curious. I needed to st- I needed to crunch the numbers. So roughly, let's say it was 50 bucks in 1993 because he did say like, oh, plus t- tax and whatever, right? Sales tax. Oh, so he knows what tax is? Well, he didn't say what the tax was, but he knows that there is tax. Well, I mean, that's so, pretty impressive. I mean, yeah, for someone who can't do math later in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, right, $50 in 1993 equals... Eighty-nine dollars and sixty-five cents in twenty twenty. Oh, that's the inflation cost. Yes, that is an insanely overpriced water gun. Eighty-nine dollars. Eighty-nine dollars and sixty-five cents. Now I did some googling because mm-hmm. I was curious. Mm-hmm. Even the like most advanced water guns I could find on Amazon were like fifteen dollars. Like <laughs> none really got over the twenty dollars. I don't I'm, think like, that's right, Jessica. I did. I looked, and granted, there aren't like these crazy huge ones, and it also, I mean, we're not getting to like the larger issue, but like I think that maybe like places just don't want to sell things that are marketed as guns anymore. Oh, so that yeah, like, yeah, yeah. could be a thing given the time that we're in and like that I'm sure that like it's not really it's kind of like frowned upon if kids play like I don't know cops and robbers and like stuff that we I'm sure played as kids probably yeah. aren't the games they're playing anymore. Like right. I don't know. It could be that as well. But like even still, eighty nine dollars. Even for a like water the, gun. the super super soaker like three thousand even yes. that okay. Yeah, right. like, it wasn't it wasn't anything crazy. Like, even still, like, even if it was, like, $30, right? Even double what I could find. That's right. still, like, less than no, half No, $89 is crazy. So I want to know, like, what kind of, like, janky, like, rip-off um, water gun company catalog that they're, like, trying to find. Like, is right. this, like, is this, like... <laughs> like, what well, is this? I want to know. Like, please send me this catalog. Yeah, I guarantee it's one of those things where I remember being a kid and, like, seeing commercials for toys. And just because I saw the commercials, it was like, I need to have this. And I guarantee this was one of those situations. Yeah, totally. Uh, it's, just, it's just highly suspicious. Yeah, it's insane. So Yeah, but he's not um, going to get it. Like, his parents are no. not going to get him the water gun. And good for them because, like, they can easily just, like, be like, yeah, like, sure thing. And he... You know, Dad Matthews, Alan is like, yeah, for Christmas, but I don't, I don't, you know, he doesn't, the water horse tomorrow, so we, we don't have time for that. Yeah, so basically, Corey goes upstairs, he's upset, whatever, again, he goes upstairs, and, and Eric is laying on his bed, Heather, oh my gosh, Heather, Heather, Heather her she name came pops back. Up again. 
She came back. She came back. So yeah, I wonder if they had a second date. I wonder if they went to the movies, like Corey said. Like, where did they go? What did he wear? Like, where, like, did she get popcorn? Like, what was the scenario? I don't know. What I do know is that, oh my God, he has an Apple Watch. <gasps> I literally put that in my notes because I was like, after the AirPods last episode, now Eric has an Apple I want to know, are these people like time travelers? They must be. They must I, I mean, be. except this, I don't even understand quite, okay, we know it's like an electronic watch. I don't really understand what, it, what the baseball game that was happening on it was. Was he trying to like add her phone number in? Is it like a phone book in his watch? Yeah, like I think that he was, maybe, but yeah, I'm not quite sure what he was trying to do with Heather. Like I would say he was trying to text Heather, but texting does not exist at this time. So yeah, maybe right. there. it's like a little like, Palm Pilot, but in a uh, fake Apple Watch. Do you yeah, know what that's a Palm what I Pilot thought. Is? Yes, my mom had a Palm Pilot when I was a kid, and we used to play Bejeweled on it all the time. <laughs> that's what I remember. <laughs> so Eric, Eric got a job at his dad's grocery store. So yes, snaps for him. We love. Uh, a 16 year old that gets a job I got a job when I was 16 at a grocery mm-hmm. store actually so good for him I think he's 16 he's in 10th grade right? I think we had thought that he was 15 okay. last episode because we said there were four years difference between him and Corey mm. and Corey's 11 so what's like but the, even still yeah but still yeah good for him like his dad is like teaching Eric responsibility so it started right. with Eric Eric um, and then he's continuing to teach responsibility to Corey in this episode. Right. So Corey wants a job. So he goes down to ask his dad to get a job at the grocery store. And of course, in the meantime, his dad's like underneath the sink, fixing the sink too. More again, broken another thing stuff. Breaks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And let me tell you, this ep- this outfit was like my favorite outfit of the entire episode. Not Corey's, obviously. Alan's outfit. Well, the jeans. <laughs> Guys, oh, if you the jeans, you gotta go back and just see the jeans. <laughs> you have so to. good. Why I'm are so we good. so thirsty tonight for Alan? I don't know. I can't tell. I cannot describe why. You know like, what? Beyond- These jeans are just like they're tight. They like hug in the right ways. So <laughs> it's it's all good. It's good. The maroon top. It's like mm, mm-hmm. yeah. This it was the yeah the maroon sweatshirt. The only thing not my favorite is the, like the Nike white shoes. Like I'm not into but, it. But everybody has Nike white shoes now. Didn't they come I back just, in style? I mean, I have no idea. But I just don't think I don't like them. I feel like they're like they remind me of like New Balance. Like that's what they look. <laughs> like. <laughs> but like also that Nike promotion though. Yeah, that's true. That is true. That's a good point. Yeah, honestly, I think it's just the tools as accessories that is really making me, like, intrigued. Mm, yes, yeah. It's just, ugh. Anyway, so, before we, we don't need to talk about Alan too much. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> stop, so, guys. Stop. <laughs> uh, guys, stop thirsting over Alan, okay? Um... <laughs> So, so then Corey goes outside because obviously his dad is like, you're too young to work at the grocery store. We don't have any openings anyway. So like, like relax, you're a kid, go be a kid. I just want to say that like this line of Corey is like, I just want to be able to afford stuff. And like Alan says, so do I, but I also want to say, but like, so do I. 
<laughs> I just like couldn't leave that out. No, that was a good line. Like, and he's just like, because Corey, like, Alan has some good lines. Because Corey's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, you know, just hanging out like, <laughs> underneath the sink. Yeah, like, what do you think I'm doing, bucko? Yeah. So, so Corey goes over to Mr. Feeney's to see if he can, like, offer his services. And Mr. Feeney, of course, is, like, pruning his, like, you know, Oscar award-winning freaking roses or whatever the heck. Did you catch what these names are? No. I think he said they had, like, the the actual, like, Latin terms. Floribundas? Is that a thing? It sounds Latin. Like, he probably is saying the actual Latin term, right? Because flora means, like, flower. Oh, that's plant. true. That's true. So. Yeah. He's just, like, really trying to get any sort of work at all Corey is. So. Yes. Um, then we have, like, a little, like, math equation. <laughs> well, first, before we get even into that, Corey offers to shovel snow mm. all winter. Now. 50 bucks, okay? I didn't do the actual math on this one. But 50 bucks, like, okay, I don't know how much snow Philly gets. I'd assume it's similar to, I, I'm in New York for those who don't know. I'd assume it's, like, similar to New York. It's not that far, much further farther south. No. I mean, I'm no, I'm not a geography major, but I'm also, <laughs> like, way out of college. But <laughs> I'm... I wasn't a geography major, but I would say it's, like, west, right? Pretty west. Philly? No, Philly is... From you. Well, Philly is south of me. Oh, I don't know. Pennsylvania is south of me. I'm pretty sure. Oh, my God. It's embarrassing. Anyway, I've been to Philly. Anyway, um, point being, it's still in the northeast. Right. So, they're gonna yeah. get snow. So, like, to me, 50 bucks if he's gonna shovel all winter for every storm, that's actually not a bad deal. Yeah, he's shoveling like my a, driveway. Yeah, it's a good deal, but, like, why does, like, you can't get, like, a cash advance. Like, I think I'm Team Feedy. Like, I'm not gonna give this kid who's, like, already unreliable, like, he can't even, like, hand in his it's essays true. on time. A cash advance for something that, like, he doesn't know. I mean, we had an extremely mild winter this past year. So, what happens if it doesn't snow and then, or what happens if it does snow and then Corey just, like, doesn't show up because he's too busy with, like, snowball war. That's true. And I bet, you know what, I also bet Feeney seems like the type of guy who already has someone set up, lined up to do that for him. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure that all of his, um, I'm sure that all of his services are already taken care Mm -hmm. of. Like, you know how, like, usually with, like, snowplow contractors, usually they have, like, in their contract, like, oh, we'll plow when the, like, snow gets to, like, three inches or something. Beanie's out there with a freaking measuring stick. Like, (laughs) bitch, it is three inches. And then calling them, like, the second it hits three. Like, excuse me, where are you? Um, Yeah. So, yeah, no. (laughs) With definitely a measuring stick, so. Yeah, it's very true. I I guarantee Feeny is that guy. Oh, I'm sure. And also, (laughs) like, what is this little, like, schmuck that, like, Feeny is wearing? It's, like, a little, like, a little, like, gardening, like, ensemble. Yeah, I didn't, okay, I was gonna write that down, but I was like, am I stupid? Like, I couldn't tell if it was, like, similar to what Corey wears later, where it's, like, an older, like, denim button-down that he just uses for pruning, but, like, I don't know, it did look like an art smock. 
Yeah, this is definitely like an old Yenta getup. Like, what is that? Is that a Jewish thing? Yeah, it's just like a little like it's just like a little like like a little smog. I don't know. It's just it's, just, it's <laughs> cute. It's like a little like once again like grandpa chic. Like this is yeah. like grandpa at like a day in his rose garden. Um, but yeah, like I'm quite, I don't know, like, I don't know how far down it goes. Like we only see him from like the waist up. So Mm -hmm. I can't really like, maybe is it like to his knees? Like, I'm just like imagining like the full get up, but it's cute. I like it. Yeah, no, it's, it is, it's very feeny, very feeny chic. (laughs) Very Um, feeny So basically, then Feeney's like, okay, well, I have some window shutters that need to be painted. I'll pay you five bucks. And he's like, Corey, of course, like, five bucks? <laughs> what? And then he's like, no, five bucks a piece times two per window times eight windows. Right. So Corey does the math. And, of course, he comes out to 58, which, of course, is not the answer. (laughs) Okay, so, okay, so 5 times 2 is 10 times 8. So he should have gotten $80, right? Right. He should have gotten, yeah, he should have gotten 80 bucks. Right. But the funny thing is, so I did the math on this one in terms of, like, 2020 money. So he would have been paying $8.97 per shutter, and so he would have paid Corey, and then that was what he would have been paying in 2020, and then also, like, $58 in 1993 equals about $104 in 2020. Wow. It's a pretty good deal. That's a good deal for, like, an 11-year-old kid, but also, in exactly. reality, he probably would have paid, like, 500 bucks to get a professional to do it, so it's a good deal yes. all around. But, no, like, Corey's, like, kind of, like, a bad at math. Apparently, he got a C plus in math. But I think the bigger issue is, like, what's up with the school's staffing? Because, number one, not only does Feeney teach English, he apparently also teaches math. And in the last episode, he said that he spends three hours in the morning with the kids and four hours in the afternoon with the kids. It's like, what in the world is going on at this school? Is there no multiple teachers? Is there no, like, are they down on staff? Like, are they having a staffing issue? Why in the world is Feeney t- teaching every single subject, number one? And number two, why does he spend seven hours a day with these children? I just have so many questions. I think that if my, if this is, this is my guess, um, I bet that their school, because we said Corey's in sixth grade, right? I bet their sixth grade is still considered, like, elementary school. And that, because in elementary school, you don't change teachers, or at least I didn't. You stay with the same teacher all day. So I wonder really? if, like, yeah, like, some, you know how, okay, so some um districts, I think, do, like, elementary, and then they have a junior and a high school, rather than, like, a middle and a high school. Yeah, that's what, actually, I did have that. <laughs> I So, yeah, I'm, that's what I'm wondering, is, like, maybe the, like, elementary goes from, like, K to 6, and then, like, junior is, like, 7 to 9, and then, like, 10 to 12 or something is high school. I don't know. But it is weird. It is a good point to be made. That's freaking weird. Yeah. So, wait. Okay, whatever. I like your figures this out at a later time. So, like, elementary school children get taught all their subjects by the same teacher? Yeah, yours didn't. 
I don't remember. Yeah, like, well, it depended on the grade you were in. And we had some that, like, when we were in fifth grade, they wanted to prep us for middle school because our middle school started in sixth. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to prep us by having us have, like, two teachers. So we had one teacher for, like, math and science and another teacher for, like, history and uh, English and stuff. But, yeah, no, we had the same teacher for all subjects when you're little, little. Gosh, so they really couldn't escape Feeny at all. (laughs) Never. They didn't even have a chance. Okay, okay. So he paints the shutters in a freaking hazmat suit. (laughs) And he has like a, I'm shocked, like where did he even get that like airbrush thing? (gasps) I don't know. I don't know. But um, if he filled the airbrush thing with water, then that could have been his water gun. You're a genius. Like, but it would have been like a mist, though, right? But on a hot summer day, doesn't that sound pretty nice? I want someone to come mist me right now. Yes, that sounds wonderful. <gasps> so it's freaking hot. I mean, maybe not. Like, maybe it's just not water war material. <laughs> but he's wearing. Wait, is he wearing Feeny shirts? <laughs> right. Okay. Now you're, we're gonna see this same shirt like three times. I'm I swear. so confused. Now, okay. So the wardrobe department just reused the shirt. Mm, yeah, it's a low budget. It's low budget. But they're getting Nike sponsorships, so. <gasps> yeah, so the Nike sponsorship, they should have made a lot of good money from that. Well, don't forget the Apple sponsorship with the AirPods and the, <laughs> the Apple Watch, too. Truly, anything that's trendy in 2020 was also trendy in 1993. He does a beautiful job on these shutters. I I have to say, they look impeccable. There's no streaks. They're this, like, beautiful, like, shade of green. I think that he did such a good job with the shutters. Well, that and they don't even stick, which to me They don't stick. Yeah, usually that's the hook, like, the the hang-up, right? Is that, like, you want them to be able to open and close. How did he do it? I feel like I would mess this up so bad. Oh, I'm sure I would. I'm I'm positive I would. But he does a good job, so you're like, okay, what's the catch? Like you're just kind oh, of you waiting. Oh, you knew there was a the catch. catch. You knew. You knew. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he does a beautiful job. They don't stick. Like Feeny does, like a reference that nobody would get. Um, with the Earl Sherb, <laughs> cheap. I have no idea what he was saying. <laughs> I looked it up. Uh, in Earl Sheep, Sheep Shebs was a um, a guy that founded a company that did low-cost paint um, and auto body for cars. And the business just, like, really took off. So, um, so yeah, so he's a person but also a company and apparently was, like, a great innovator of painting. So thanks, Feeny. There you go. Thanks, Feeny, for the reference <laughs> that absolutely nobody would get. It's like, I hate people <laughs> that do references – that, like, you know nobody's going to get your reference, but you just have to get in your, like, reference that nobody will get so that you can be like, oh, I'm yeah. so much smarter than all of you with my reference of somebody from 1937. It's like, screw you, Feeny. Like, don't make me feel like a dumbass because you made a <laughs> reference because you're 507. Like, screw you. <laughs> like, stop. <laughs> wow. Who hurt you? <laughs> actually, actually, like my my boyfriend does that all the time. <laughs> Always making references that I don't get. It's like 
Yeah. It's like, don't make me feel dumb because, like, I don't get your, like, references that, like, make no sense, but whatever. <laughs> it's like, I'm not trying to be a, a Jeopardy contestant here. Oh, like, my gosh, Let me live yes. my life. <laughs> we know things. I know so many things. I know who Earl Sheebs is now. There so. now you do. Now you know. I know what uh what fifty dollars or fifty eight dollars is worth. You're the inflation <laughs> queen today. Inflation so queen. inflation queen. <laughs> I love that for you. We love a mathematics <laughs> professor. I'm so good with math. Um. So basically, so right. So Corey picks the shutters up, hands them to Feeney, and there we see it all along the white picket fence is green streaks. Yeah, it's a look. Mm, It's not a good look. It's a classic kid mistake. It is. So basically, Corey's like, oh, I'm going to go now. And of course, Alan grabs him by the Mm -hmm. oversized polo shirt. And says, oh, no, you don't. Yeah. You're going to be late. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I think that this is the right thing to teach your child. If you make a mess, you have to fix it. It doesn't matter if it's water world time, water, water, water war. No. (laughs) Yeah, it's water war. Water war time. He has to paint the fence now. He has to do it. It's his responsibility to paint Yeah, the fence. and I do think Corey is, has a good idea here. So, like, Sean Minkus and fake friend, Water War style, come and try to recruit him for the Water War. And Corey offers to pay them the extra money that he has if they help him finish painting the fence. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty good idea, and, like, they can make a couple of bucks out of it, and they, like, fall for it, you know? Until until the kids started, like, they started to form a union, and they started rebelling. <laughs> they wanted ice. They demand ice cream. <laughs> they want ice pops. They want the sandwich. They want better wages. They want health insurance. They want dental. They want vision. You know, just, like, everything that you would want from working 10 minutes on a paint job. Yeah, and so basically, Corey's had it. He's done, and they decide they're going to ditch him and go play Water Wars. So the Water Wars starts, and and then this is where, like, it turns for the worst. Corey starts getting crotchety. He starts, like, having, like... You know, it's like he turned 73 already. The world's been hard on him. He's worked a total of three days. It's been rough. Um, he just starts getting, like, really crotchety. Like, um, yeah, he accuses Feeney of, like, stealing his childhood <laughs> for money. Oh. So he's, he's upset. And then, of course... Then in walks, and then he so he like faints on the fake fake faints on the ground, and here comes in Alan after a long day of work in his suit, and he's like, George, what did you? I love also. Can I just say I love how the parents call Mr. Feeney George. It's like yeah. my favorite. Yeah, it's so cute. Yeah, because they're <laughs> equals. He's not Mr. Feeney. He's just yeah. George. He's George. George. So George, what did you what did you do to my kid? And, you know, and then it's, it's, this is like the cute part of the episode because the dad is like, 
you know, I get it. You worked your hardest and you'll see like it doesn't always work out, you know, like mm-hmm. what could have been a simple like, oh, I got $58 turns into a, I got $58, but now I need to repaint my parents' fence and then it took more than one coat and now I'm missing my water wars, fun time. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do kind of get that like adult light, light, life lesson that like sometimes you have to put your something you don't want to do above something that seems more fun. Right. And that, you know, that even in your best efforts, sometimes things just spiral out of control. And, um, yeah, like what is meant to be something simple just becomes more complicated. Right. And the, But the I guess like the overall lesson that the dad is trying to teach Corey is like, Listen, you're only a kid once. Like, yep. go be a kid. Yep. Like, go have fun. You still have time. Oh. You know, don't worry about it. Yeah. So even though Corey faints and then, like, they basically need to start setting up workers' comp for him, he told Corey <laughs> that it's time to just be a kid, you know. And then all of a sudden, like, the water gun just shows up out of nowhere. I don't know, like, when they had time to order from the catalog and the catalog, like, had overnight shipping. Like, I don't know, like, did, like, when, what this timeline is. But he has the water gun. He gets to go to the water war. And Alan decides that, um, you know, that he will finish it for his son. Like, his son has done enough. I think that he did learn a lesson, like, of responsibility. Yeah. Of Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. Like, he knows that, you know, he worked hard for the money. He earned the money. Yeah, he may have messed up a little bit, but that's, that's what kids do. That's what kids do. And now it's just time to play. So... Corey gets to go. He gets to go to the water world. Watch it. <laughs> water war. He gets to go to the water war. He comes back and he like wrings out his shirt all over Eric's face. Eric's like, so I have I have a bone to pick with Eric. He is so tired from half, half a shift. How He's shift? 15. How are you so you, tired? I know. And once again, like, I worked at a grocery store, and it's, like, not that hard to, like, I mean, half a shift. What is that? Four hours of work? It's like, four hours. On, dude. Yeah. What the heck? So he's exhausted. Yeah. He's, like, passed out. But Yeah. And and Corey's all, like, excited mm-hmm. and, like, you know, he's he still has that adrenaline rush from the water of war. Mm-hmm. They called a draw. And everyone's a winner. Yes. Yeah, and Eric's like, oh, I don't know how he does it. And Corey's like, who? And Eric's like, oh, Dad, you know, I don't just, I just don't get how he does it. And Corey looks out the window and, of course, sees that his dad is painting the fence that... And he's wearing the same shirt Corey was. <laughs> <laughs> they really did not have the budget for more than one shirt in this episode. What the heck? Low budget, man. Low. The Nike sponsorship didn't pay much. <laughs> not pull through. So, so... Corey's dad, he worked 12 hours, he never sits down, he comes home, Mm -hmm. does work, he comes home and does Corey's work, and Corey realizes that his dad's, like, pretty great. He's like, oh, my dad's Superman. That's so cute. So adorable. That is so cute. Yes, but, like, so here is the... Like, the thing that I mentioned earlier about, like, my question is... Yeah, what's the problem, sis? This no, it's not like an issue I have. I just 
Okay. My question is like, this is all about the dad, right? We know the dad's name now. His name's Alan. We know his career. We like have a lot of interactions with him and the kids at this point, right? But like, what about Corey's mom? Like, it's just weird to me that like, Corey's dad is Superman. Yes, he's wonderful. He's great. What about Corey's mom? Like, we don't know. I mean, I assume she's a homemaker, but we don't know that for sure. We assume she's a stay-at-home mom, but like, there's no real mention to, to clarify that. Right. Um, like, I'm sorry, but, like, I understand Corey's dad's probably, like, standing on his feet for 12 hours. Like, what do you think his mom's doing? She certainly isn't just sitting around doing nothing. I'm sure she's, like, laundry, you know, dinner, breakfast, all those things. And we don't hear anything about it. No, we don't. It's a, I mean, I guess you can say that's a little problematic because we don't acknowledge all that mom does. But, yeah, um, I am sure there's an episode down the line... Uh, I also think that it's about a boy and it's called Boy Meets mm. World and it's about like Corey, how Corey like relates to his father and eventually wants to become the man that like that Corey's dad, the Alan is. So I maybe if it was like Morgan Meets World, maybe we would get a little bit more I think that in this day and age, we would see more equality and acknowledgement of the mom doing as much as the dad in a, like, family setting and that, like, mom probably cooks, she cleans, she probably manages the house, she handles the mental load, um, a la that book that... Yes. (laughs) So, what's that that book called? It is, it's called The Mental Load. For anybody who doesn't know, it's, like, there's, like, this comic that they also wrote a book about. It's basically talks, and not to get, like, too deep, that we are talking about, like, a Boy Meets World rewatch podcast, but, like, <laughs> basically, it's all about, it's mostly geared towards mothers, but I do feel like women in general would really, yeah. or, I mean, it really anybody could, but, like, right. essentially, it talks about how, like, a lot of times in relationships, especially, like, male-female relationships, Um, if you live together, that the female, the woman, is the one who bears what's called the quote-unquote mental load. And it's not just that the woman is the one to do the dishes, to clean, to do all of those things. It's that the woman is the one responsible for, like, making the chore chart or, like, making sure things get done. It's not just the act of actually doing it. It's the, the... thought process that goes into, like, planning to do it. So, like, the common... Um, one that was discussed in that is like, oh, you ask the husband to clear off the coffee table, it's done in 30 minutes. If you ask the wife to clear off the coffee table, it takes hours and hours because when she's cleaning the coffee table, she notices there's a pile of laundry on the floor. And when she goes to put the laundry in the washer, she knows that there's a dry load in the dryer that she has to get out and fold. And it's kind of spirals and snowballs and and on and on. And that, that, yeah, so basically... And it's kind That's of like question. it's an, an it's an invisible chore, isn't it? Or it's an invisible burden. Yeah, yeah, burden. That's yeah. a better word for it. It's an invisible burden because it's 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 almost like three. It's a, the job of an entire family, but because you don't see a woman, or I mean, I guess in any scenario, the roles could be reversed. Like let's. It could be, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. It could be. It's just a lot of times this is the, the, the gender stereotypes and all of those things, like those tropes, it falls along gender lines. And 
the problem is that like essentially the man is like, oh well, why didn't you ask me to help? And it's like I shouldn't have to ask yeah. you to help. And as a kid, you really don't honestly see um, how much the person in that role does because yeah, um, because it's so it's like you know they don't realize like. Um, when they come home, all of their toys or all of their things are put away and their bed is mm-hmm. made and, like, dinner's ready. And they just come to expect those things. But it's, like, do as a kid, like, do you ever, like, really think, like, oh, like, how did my stuff get magically put away? No, you don't. Right. Because you're a kid and you're, like, kind of in your own world. But you do see your parent that goes and comes home from a 12-hour shift and um, has, like, worked. And that's more noticeable as, like, a child because you know, like, oh, like, he went off, he did work. But, um, I mean, I – my family dynamic, both parents did work, so um, – I don't. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah, same. No, yeah. same. Same. But in I this, just like in this family dynamic. I I think it's hard for Corey to see that his mom is Superwoman or uh, Wonder Woman or right. Whatever. And I think that again, I think that if this show was made nowadays, maybe we'd get a little bit of a different storyline. Not to say that like both parents aren't superheroes, but more of like where is his mom in this equation, right? Because to. For all, and I mean, I'm sure, like, this is only the second episode, right? So it's hard to be too critical of it. But, like, in this episode, what do we see of his mom when you think about it? We see her telling the father that the bathroom upstairs is broken. Then we see her telling him that the kitchen sink is broken. Now, maybe nowadays, if this show's made in 2020, we see her fixing this. Yeah, like, where's her YouTube video where she learns how to fix (laughs) this sink? Like, what the actual heck? Like, ma'am, you can go on YouTube.com and look how to fix the sink. I'm telling you, it's possible. Right, and that's exactly what would probably on, happen on Eric's nowadays. Apple Watch. Yeah, on Eric's Apple Watch. You can so watch yeah, that not YouTube to get, video. <laughs> not to get too deep into it, but that's kind of where my mind went when watching the episode. And again, like I think this is just where we will see her. I'm sure we'll see her progression and her growth as a character. But like, it is something that sticks in the back of my mind as far as like equality but, and yeah. kind of women being shown. And like, what is it called? The Bechtel test, right? Like. When women are speaking, are they only speaking about men? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's something I want to track as we go along. Right. But, um, you don't even know her name yet. Her name is Ashley exactly. or Beth or something. So maybe <laughs> exactly. we'll learn it next episode. Yes. So stepping off of my soapbox, um, basically now we're we're at the dinner table. Um, and they're all they're all eating dinner, all chatting. Also, I have to note, anybody who drinks milk with dinner Oh, is my disgusting. God. Disgusting. <laughs> That is terrible. That's an awful decision. Don't drink milk. It's so grody. Just don't. Oh, any, anytime milk drops slightly below ice cold, it's disgusting. They're like literally eating salad, salad chicken and a roll with milk. And they're all doing mm-hmm. it too. It's not even the kids. It's just a crime. Well, that was growing up. I grew up with a girl whose whole family did that. At dinner time, it was always you had a glass of milk with dinner. And I'm like, that's nasty. I don't think I did that. I think my parents just gave us Diet Coke at three. <gasps> Same. <laughs> Maybe that explains things about us. I know. That's why we're covered from the same cloth. Because we're injected Diet Coke from very young age. we've had a caffeine addiction since the age of three. Yeah. I mean, they put that in my sippy cups, so. 
There you go. Inject it right into my veins. Yeah. IV drip. <laughs> yeah. So, um, basically, like, Corey is saying that he gets, like, a little saucy and he's like, oh, like, you know, um, I, I, you know, let's have some fun. And he gets out a, l- a little squirt gun and, like, he starts squirting everybody and his dad's like, don't squirt me. And, and then Corey is like, well, maybe you wouldn't feel that way if you had a squirt gun under your table, a la Oprah, where you get a car, you get a car, every you get a squirt gun, you get a squirt gun, except only two people get a squirt gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was so sweet. Like, this was my cute. favorite scene of, the, like, the episode because, like, he's like, listen, Dad, like, I know you said that, like, you can only you're only a kid once, but I thought maybe you could, like, join me as, in being a kid for oh, a little bit. Oh, that was bit, so cute. You know? And, yeah, he trades in his big squirt gun for two small squirt guns. Yeah, it was very sweet. So the whole family has, like, a huge water fight and then this this scene with Morgan and the cookies. Oh, at the end, me. yeah. So mm-hmm. Morgan gets like plopped on the like uh, kitchen island, which I don't know why she mm-hmm. just didn't come outside with the rest of them. But so she gets like a pot of cookies, and like she seems pretty like happy with herself. Mm-hmm. She's very pleased. Very pleased. But uh, she gets stuck there for God knows how long. <laughs> and she calls nine one one. Yeah, <laughs> she's like. She's like, 911, oh, I'm stuck here. My parents are outside. Oh, my God, they shot the neighbor. (laughs) They shot the neighbor. He's like, don't touch my floribundas or whatever. Oh, yeah, whatever, my roses. My roses. So... It's it's it it's has so a really cute. good ending. It's so and, cute. Yeah. Even though they abandoned their child on the kitchen yes. island, but no, it's so cute. They have like a little water fight. It's very adorable. Yeah, and I think this one is kind of where we like obviously the pilot did have like a very small a small like life lesson or you know whatever. But like I do think this episode really had the stronger message and also just like really to me feels like even though we're only in episode two and obviously we'll get into really heavier topics as time goes on and the characters get older. Do you feel like this is the first message that really was very strong in my opinion? I agree. I think that it's a good stepping stone to um, learning the family dynamic on a larger scale um, yeah. And also understanding who these people are as parents, as children, and um, and just really, like, understanding, like I said, the family dynamic. Um, I thought that it was really sweet. These are, this is a good family. They are, like, really good people. And um, mm-hmm. you'll see that over time. And a lot of these... Um, a lot of these like reoccurring issues, whether it be money or like I said, um, prestige with a job Mm -hmm. or, I mean, this does come up a lot. The fact that their dad is a grocer and Mm -hmm. I think it's a, it's, you know, he's a manager of a grocery store. He manages, I don't know, 50 employees, like, or however many he, it's a, it's a good job. And, but, um, you know, in um you know they get into this later that it's like he's not a doctor he's not a lawyer and even though it's yeah. a great job it's not like there's um we'll see it later 
um, yeah, spoilers. Yeah, it's nice how they... <laughs> it is nice how they kind of, like, set it up from the beginning, though, right? Like, they, yes. they don't really go into that beyond, like, the fact that you know that that's what his job is. Yeah. But, like, they set it up with, like, family, the family first, right? And the family mm-hmm. values first. And it is, I think it's very typical 90s show to have that. But it is still really nice because, like, while the siblings and, and you know, there's there's conflict between them and, and they joke around. But, like, at the end of the day, like, the family's, like, really tight, Mm-hmm. Very, very tight. It's it's very, very heartwarming to see, and this is a this is truly adorable. This little water fight, mm-hmm. and um, it kind of speaks to like what Feeny said from the last episode, where he says, you know, I've been watching your family because I'm a creepy stalker for the last few years, and like they're good people, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, um, you guys love each other, and that's what matters. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, okay, so now let's, let's swing into what I want to kind of, like, make as a staple, uh, kind of section of the podcast, and we need to get into fashion hour. Fashion hour. And I hour. feel like, yes, it is fashion hour. Fashion and I think hour. we need to, like, start awarding, like, a f- <gasps> like, two different awards per episode, okay? Okay. So, and we can, like, name them if we want to, like, I haven't thought of, like, cute fun names for them but like my thoughts are we need to have one winner who wins like the most timeless outfit so if we saw someone wearing this outfit today they don't look out of place and we also need a winner for like the best in 90s fashion so like obviously someone who's like wow that is the most typical 90s outfit i've ever seen okay okay so my my I'm going to nominate for the timeless outfit. I'm going to nominate Alan, of course. And he's wearing the the jeans with the maroon uh, sweatshirt. I feel like is the most timeless. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's a good, like, winner overall. And he's wearing the Nike shoes. That's very, very, very... Um, that's a good one. I mean, Eric, once again, yeah. he's looking pretty timeless. Especially mm-hmm. when he was, like, trying to set up his... Apple Watch with um the Apple Geniuses, um <laughs> yeah, and I think so. I I do agree with you. I think Eric and Alan are the two for me that are, have been the most timeless thus far. Yes, absolutely. And then I figure because that one I think was an obvious pick, but I want to do for the for the '90s fashion, the awarded '90s fashion. Maybe we can switch on and off. And so this time I'll give you like three options for like ones that I'm nominating, and then you can pick the winner. Oh, okay. Okay, so um, I have some options here. Number one is going to be Mrs. Matthews' messy bun realness. <laughs> and this is in the scene where she discovers, like, the zebra stripes on the on the fence. And essentially what she's wearing is, like, classic mom jeans with, like, a floral top. Over top of that is, mm-hmm. I don't know what is with these, like, button down with the cuffed sleeves. And it's, like, it's almost like a denim material, but it's pink. And then the real reason I wanted to give it, like, the nudge into the or the nomination is because of the messy bun with the feather bangs. <laughs> I think it's cute. I think I would wear this look. Yeah, I do like it. I do think it is very 90s. Um, my other nominee is Morgan with, again, another button down. Button downs are very common. We have the plaid button down with just like a teal and pink plaid. And then she's wearing these cute like plaid patchwork leggings. Oh, so this is and, this is where she was like trying to tie Eric's. Um, yes. 
His, his like, apron. His work apron. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And she has pink socks and these almost like um like denim blue keds is what they look like. Oh. Um those were very, they're... very popular then. Those denim keds. Yes. Yeah. And specifically the plaid leggings. I'm like those and I could see those coming back, to be honest. Like those I could see making a, an entrance back into the twenty twenty fashions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then <laughs> What was the other one? I had made a note. Oh, the other one was like, again, this is very, very 90s. Sean is wearing a, in the scene where they come in to try to convince Corey to come to the water war, he is wearing a blue long sleeve tee. On top of that, (laughs) he's wearing a collared shirt, but it is like a weird, like zigzaggy blue, black, purple, like, I don't even know. It's a very strange combination, but it did ring very 90s to me, specifically the pattern on the shirt. Yeah, yeah. It's like little, like, zigzag. Not chevron. Chevron would be very trendy. It's like Mm. little, like, triangles. This is like his, like, uncle's shirt that he got. Or, like, maybe at, like, a yard sale. So who's the most 90s? That's what I'm voting for. Yes. Okay. Hmm. I would say, I think I would give it to Sean. I mean, I don't think I can see anybody wearing this today. Um, Yeah. Because I feel like, once again, I can totally see with um, Mrs. Matthews, I can see, like, a trendy, like, Brooklynite wearing that outfit. It's the mom jeans. Yeah, the mom jeans and the messy bun, certainly, yeah, they're kind of, they can come and go. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, yeah, Morgan's adorable. Um, her leggings could definitely come back. Um, and she's wearing, like, mm-hmm. a little high pony. And, like, that seems, mm-hmm. like, now. So I'm going to say, like, nobody in this day and age would wear that, like, triangle shirt that Sean was wearing. That's... That's very true. I like it. I like the pick. And we can, if we have, like, next time, if you notice, like, three people that you think have timeless outfits, I think it's going to be easier to spot a, like, I think it's, there's going to be more commonly like 90s. 90s fashion oh, items. Yeah. yeah, than there are timeless outfits. But if you have three of each or something or even two, definitely, like, bring them next time. But we can't yes. leave the fashion hour without talking about mink. I was going to say that. I was waiting for this. I was like, uh, okay, like, if she doesn't mention this, then I'm concerned. <laughs> he comes out in this, like, Mr. Morton salt, like, yellow rain <laughs> ensemble. And it's so it's Mr. Banana. It's a banana. He's so cute. Um, yes. Now, this is, like, the winner, winner, chicken dinner, like, classic <laughs> Minkus uh, ensemble. He had to come out in this little banana suit um, because he could not get it wet. I'm like, can you imagine he come home with his, like, tucked in, like, button-down shirt oh, with his, like, God. Like, that's what I think... That's what I think is the funniest part. Not only is he wearing a full rain outfit, but underneath it, he's wearing pleated tan slacks yeah. and a white button-down shirt. Yeah, like, Daddy <laughs> and Mom Minkus, like, would not let Minkus come home with his, like, press shirt all messed up. So he yeah. has to wear this rain suit. 
but adorable. Yeah. I'm so relieved that you brought that up because that was the we winner had to. of the day of the episode. <laughs> it was so so much. I had to bring it up. Yeah, so it's, much. it's extra. It was ridiculous, but. But that's kind of like concluding our fashion hour. So we're every time we're going to award a winner of a timeless outfit, a winner of a 90s outfit, and then honorable mention yeah, in, yeah. in general for his crazy fashion sense. Because <laughs> I'm sure there's just going to be more and more. It's only going to get better. Mm-hmm. It will only get better. Mm-hmm. And then one other thing I did want to mention before we wrap things up is like, I kind of want to not necessarily keep track, but just make mention of like different catchphrases that are like started in these episodes. And I'm not positive of this. You're the historian, but doesn't Minkus say people, people a lot? Oh, yeah. People, people, people. people. Yeah. Yeah. That's his thing. So he did say in this episode. Oh, that's his first mention. We have like a first mention, like a first spotting of people, Mm -hmm. people. Uh, yep. Yep. So I thought that would be kind of fun because I know there are some catchphrases throughout. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. They they all have like their little their little thing. Yeah. And if we miss anything, obviously, guys, feel free to reach out. We can have a corrections corner if necessary on anything we missed. Yeah. Let us know what your favorite fashion was of the episode if you watched it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you have any questions or comments. Um, please let us know. You can email us at shit90sshowpod at gmail.com. Please send in any feedback or um, if you want to leave a little um, like email for us to read or if you catch anything that we didn't mention, like please let us know. We would love to hear yeah. from you. Yeah, definitely. Like, maybe who who is your who do you want your dad to be? What superhero do you want your who dad is to your be? superhero Zaddy? I would love to know. Are oh, are we yes. trash or do we have like some good takes? And do you think that Alan was looking extra good in this episode, or are Ugh. we just desperate like I know. losers? COVID thirstiness. Yeah, like please let us know, but be nice because. We're just two people that think that William Russ is, like, a really cute guy. That's it. Yeah. You think, do you think, like, COVID goggles are a thing? Like, there's, like, such a thing as, like, beer goggles? Like, are COVID goggles? <laughs> no, I think he's hot. Oh, I think he's always hot. I think so. I do, too. I do, too. I think so. I just never, I think, I just never noticed because I was a kid. So, like, Sean was, like, my thing. You know what I mean? But now that I'm... And I don't eyes in. I can see. Yeah, we can't comment on how Sean and Corey look for another like ten <laughs> seasons. But there's not ten Very seasons. True. So it would be real creepy. Uh yeah, we have seven more years. <laughs> That's true. So Oh my gosh. So so yeah, so guys hit us up. Um you can find us at on Twitter and on Instagram at shit nineties show pod. Um, or I like Gmail, Sarah just gave that out. If you want to tweet at us individually, I'm at the Jess Sterling. That's with three S's. And I am at Sarah Ferguson, uh, no H, F-E-R-G-E-N-S-O-N. One of these days you'll learn how to spell my last name and I will have to spell it, but it's only the second, uh, it's only the same podcast. I, I don't have expectations for myself. Yeah, we can, else. we can say it a few more. <laughs> We can say it a few more times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we welcome any feedback. You can find us on any podcast app by the time this is out. Also, um, we're going to insert it in after the fact, but thank you ahead of time to JD for making our theme song that you'll hear at the beginning of this. I'm sure it's amazing. I haven't heard it yet. 
<laughs> Thanks, JD. We appreciate you. Yes. And uh, feel free to reach out with any feedback. And next time we'll be back with season one, episode three of Boy Meets World. And uh, until we talk to you next time, have a good one. Bye, guys. Hey, guys, it's Jess popping in here after the fact. Uh, We already have a corrections corner. We've updated our social media. So on Twitter and Instagram, you can find us at shit90spod. And uh, at Gmail, it is uh, shit90spod at gmail.com. We figured it was a little bit easier, less of a mouthful. Um, So please do reach out to us and have a great one. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money.